This is the Final Whistle Podcast from the Wrexham AFC media team. The final score, Wrexham 3, Yeovil Town 0. And, well, let's put it this way. On Tuesday, Yeovil Town lost at home 3-0 to Halifax Town, but the score didn't reflect the match at all. Yeovil made some silly mistakes at the back, but turned down two obvious penalties and conceded two of those three goals late on. They, they really should have won that match. Today they lost 3-0 again, and again the scoreline didn't reflect how the match went, because they were awful. Wrexham could easily have scored 5, 6, 7 goals. They really should have been 4 or 5 up at half-time. Wow. I mean, you've got to say, you can only beat what's put in front of you. And Wrexham were excellent. The one quibble is we should have scored more goals. That's not the worst worry to have when it considered that for the first part of the season we were worried about whether we could even create chances. The thing is, though, that Yeovil, I've got to say, that's the worst performance against us this season. Defensively, hilarious in all honesty and like I said at half time it was 3-0 and everybody in the ground was scratching their heads and wondering how is it only 3-0 Rexham made four changes we reverted back to the sides that started in our last home game against Solihull Moors since then of course we rotated at Maidenhead but now we went back to that formation or that sorry say that personnel with Green coming back in ahead of records at left wing back. Not sure if records fully fit to be fair. Harris coming in and centre mid to replace Paul Rutherford. Gold on the tire was partnered by Diorangus, who came off the bench of course to score on Monday. So he took Chris Sang's place. And at right wing back Tyler French replaced by Reese Hall Johnson. There was a downpour before the match. The pitch was Looking brilliant, really slick, fantastic work by the groundsmen and testimony to the ground their work all season because in the earlier seasons, under that sort of pressure, that pitch would have not been playable. And, well, the opening exchanges for the first two or so minutes were frantic and end-to-end. Both sides were moving the ball around quickly. Yeovil were looking decent going forwards and so were Wrexham. But the pattern quickly established of Wrexham repelling Yeovil and then creating chances because Rovers' defence was made out of paper. And after two or three minutes, the pattern changed from end to end to attacking the cop end and Yeovil making mistakes and Wrexham looking to capitalise. Yeovil had changed their shape. They went from a back four to a back three. It would seem to match up with Wrexham. It was a complete disaster. They would abandon it after half an hour, but they'd already let three goals in by then. The errors in it, well, I mean, right. firstly, Dickinson, the captain, usually a left-back, was filling in as left-sided uh, centre-back, but he was slow. Wrexham's pick worked this out pretty quickly, and it was so easy to pass the ball in behind him for Angus or Davis or any number of players to run in behind and start to cause problems. In midfield, they were just swamped. It was too easy to pass the ball to the edge of their area. They were all over the place. They really, really were. They weren't helped by injuries, I admit, although I'm not convinced that would have made much difference. They lost the one change they made from Tuesday's match. Worthington came in in midfield and had to go off very early with an injury. That meant that Skendy had to step up from centre-back into midfield, and then he got himself taken off with a crazy self-inflicted injury backpedalling, jumping backwards into a centre-back who had a free header and had given a clear shout. He smashed into him and looked to really damage his ribs. So two subs on early on 
uh, for Yeovil. They were all over the place, but they were anyway, and Wrexham started to rack up the opportunities. Green was very progressive down the left-hand side. He swept a, a great deep cross beyond the far post. Hall Johnson unmarked six yards out with a tight angle, volleyed it over when he probably just needed to make sure he steered it on target and he would have had a decent chance of it going again. But the reprieve didn't last long because Wrexham just kept making chances, kept pressuring Yeovil, and Yeovil just kept giving the ball back and making the most basic defensive errors. Young sweeping in a free kick, Kelleher flicking it on beautifully, and Amatayo against his old team arrived at the same time pretty much as the keeper, Smith. Smith did brilliantly to dive down bravely and get his hands to it, got a, a boot in the face with his trouble. The ball was worked back out down the right-hand side. Hall Johnson did brilliantly to beat his man and sent over the most delicious cross to the far post. Defender did well to get there and head it behind for the corner, and the reprieve ended there. Young sweeping a lovely ball in, Pearson losing his man, attacking it and heading it into the roof of the net. His first goal since 2019 against, against Braintree and he celebrated it with aplomb. And Wrexham just continued to batter and batter and batter. A breakaway uh, found Harris. Brilliant work by Harris. Oh, back on breakaway, straight from the kickoff. So the ball drops in midfield. Harris wins a 50-50 and then fantastic quick feet to get to the ball for another 50-50 and dribble past his man. Plays a lovely ball round the back. Again, that ball behind Dickinson. Angus one-on-one with the keeper. The keeper just beats him to it. I wonder on a drier pitch, would it have carried through? So it looked a perfect pass. Then Wrexham pushing on again. Dickinson again at fault. A ball over the top. Davis this time in behind him. Dickinson manages to shepherd him to the corner flag and nick the ball off him, but then decides to theatrically dive, claiming Davis has fouled him. The linesman's right there, the referee as well, in agreement, no foul. Davis runs down the goal line, feeds it into the goal mouth, bypassing the keeper. Amatai looks to have an open goal, tap in. Great work by Sass Davis, who slid in from behind and managed to just get a foot to it, on the line, tackle and knock the ball clear. Incredible, all this happening in the first 12 minutes. And two minutes later, Wrexham at it again. Young again with the free kick. It's swept inside to the box. The keeper comes a long way into the crowd to get it. Seems to take it cleanly, but then jars himself as he lands. The ball drops loose. Pearson does well to shield the ball back to Davis. He also had a bit of a case asking for a foul. He seemed to be pushed over right on the edge of the box. The ball fell to Davis and he is a vicious shot from outside the box. It whistled through the crowd and went wide of the right post with the keeper scrambling to get back in position. It was just a little wake-up call for Exum that you need to take your chances when you're ahead. That in the 17th minute, Linton had to make a save. A free kick given, 25 yards out. Knowles, who's renowned for his set-piece work, ripped it over the wall. Um, looking for the top right corner. Because he's right-footed, though, he curled it back in towards Lainton, and so he didn't hit the corner, and Lainton was able to get across and get a powerful two hands on it and push it away for the corner. And soon, Wrexham got that second goal that they deserved and that they needed to make sure uh, <laughs> things didn't get out of hand, they didn't get caught on the break. Again, though, it's got to be said, Wrexham played some very, very good football, but it, they didn't have to to get in behind Yeovil's defence. On this occasion, Vassal clearing, slashed at the ball, knocked it straight down the left channel. The defender, uh, Sass Davis, was underneath it. Simple ball to deal with and let it bounce and it bounced beyond him. Young finds himself suddenly running in on goal down the left channel. He pulls it back. 
it drops behind the two strikers who are attacking the six-yard box. But again, the fact that he doesn't find his target doesn't matter. Whenever the ball went in Yeovil's box, there was a decent chance a Wrexham player would get there first. It carried on to Young. Young drilled a powerful shot from just inside the box. I think it was going in the bottom left corner. It might have been going wide. It doesn't matter because rushing across uh, Hunter defender got his foot to it and just deflected it wildly into the top right corner. He could have done any, anything really. It was going fast, don't get me wrong, but why try and swing at it with the, the wrong foot? Just block it. So poor defending again. Wrexham don't care. 2-0 up after 20 minutes. And Young, the first Wrexham player to get into double figures since Chris Holroyd. The first Wrexham midfielders to get into double figures in the season since John Rooney. And the first time Young has ever gotten to double figures in a season in his career. And Wrexham continued at the halfway point of the first half. Yeovil were opened up in the most embarrassingly simple manner. To be frank, you could see what was going to come way before it happened. Wrexham got the ball in their own half, left-hand side, Vassell picking it up. Omatayo backed away to offer the diagonal. A huge gap opened up between the, the centre-backs. And they're still playing the three at the back at this point. It was inexplicable. Young sees it. Goes driving through the middle, all on his own. The big diagonal comes in, Omatar gets up, nods it down. Young is one-on-one -on -one with the keeper. He's very unselfish. He draws defenders to him and rolls in Angus, who has a simple finish from 10 yards out. Angus hits it much too close to the goalkeeper. It's a good save by Smith, but Angus should have scored. The ball ricochets back out, and Young, standing on the penalty start, hooks it back in and over the bar, and he should have scored as well. Real two sitters, in all honesty. And a minute later, again, you were just reminding us that actually they had something going forwards, particularly ex-Rexham player Joe Quigley, who I thought was excellent. And I felt so sorry for him and, to a slightly lesser extent, the goalkeeper Smith, who did some very, very good things and then looked around and everyone else was letting them down. Quigley, who had held the ball up very well and was very good in possession, but then watched as his teammates had squandered it, decided to have a go himself, picking it up back to goal, turning nicely to open up a chance for a shot. He hit it well, but it was too straight and a simple hold. For Lainton. And then for the rest of the half, it was a procession as Wrexham pushed on. A great ball over the top by Hall Johnson, picking out Angus again, running in behind Dickinson from a narrow angle. He came in, Armatire was attacking the six yard box, and to be honest, Angus got his delivery all wrong. I think it was a cross, not a shot, but it was hit far too strong and far too far in front of Armatire for him to have any chance of reaching it. Still, Wrexham pushed on and in the 30th minute got the breakthrough. Chris Dagnall, a player who was on trial with us last, at the start of the last season, a player who, frankly, has always been a good, uh, you know, good quality player, but I've only ever seen him play up front or attacking wide, was playing as a sort of, well, centre mid, after a while, pretty much defensive centre mid. He played centre mid last Tuesday as well. It was rather odd. They do have injuries, Yeovil, but this was strange and he had a poor game. His use of the ball was dreadful. On this occasion, he got the ball 30 yards out from his own goal, miscontrolled it. Jordan Davis nipped in and Dagnall desperately lunged in and chopped him down before Davis could have a shot on goal. It was only a stay of execution. Davis stepped up for the free kick and ripped an absolute beauty over the wall and dipping down and dropping into the bottom corner, lovely dip on it, magnificent strike, another great hit by Davis, and now he's got seven goals for the season, <laughs> having uh, not even opened his account till the Bromley match, he's really flying. And Wrexham kept going, this is the point where Yeovil changed to four at the back, and I've got to say, 
they improved at that point. They looked a bit more solid. Although I've also got to say Wrexham still can't have some good chances. And also the game was dead now. And Wrexham clearly starts to coast. So make chances though. Angus feeding in Young down the right channel. A great strike from 15 yards out. An excellent save by Smith. Who got up to agilely parry it at his near post. And then from the moments later the ball recirculated. Green driving down the left hand side. Great run. Super pullback. And Davis just had to score on the penalty spot all on his own. He leaned back and sliced it hideously well over the bar. A shocking miss, to be honest. But still, Wrexham kept coming. Davis, again, on the edge of the box, back to goal. Turning Sass Davis and pulling his shot. It was spanned back out to, to Young, who from 25 yards drilled a powerful hit, but couldn't keep it down. It went over. Five minutes before the end of the half came a worrying moment. I'm hoping it's not quite as worrying as it looked. Jay Harris had been superb in midfield. He went in with a really hard tackle on the oval substitute Sonope and hurt himself. Looking at the replay of it, you know, I mean, at first it looked like he'd just taken a knee to the thigh and bit a dead leg. Hope so, that's what it was. But Sonope also lands on his leg and you think, well, I hope he hasn't done some damage there. That could be more serious. Harris was treated, limped very heavily off the pitch, came back on, but almost straight away broke down and had to be replaced by Paul Rutherford. Half-time, Harris limped very slowly the width of the pitch to come over to Old Roadside. I just hope it is a dead leg. I mean, let's be honest. I, you know, The fact that we allowed him to go back on implies that the physio thinks it's something that could be run off rather than something serious. But I hope so, because Harris, again, was in excellent form. While Wrexham were down to 10 men with Harris off the pitch, Wrexham had a chance of shooting as well, <laughs> ironically enough. Nice work by Angus cutting inside and trying to rip it around the keeper and into the top right corner, but he couldn't keep it down and it went over. And then the last action of the half was yet another desperately close opportunity for Wrexham. Young with a corner, swept into the far post. Vassell got up and met it with an excellent downward header. He's unlucky here. The keeper Smith coming across just makes it the big handball goalkeeper shape, arms and legs stuck out. But Vassell's headed downwards. Well, is likely to just circumvent him and go underneath him and then unlucky for Vassal he handed it a bit too downwards and it bounced back up hit the keeper on the shin don't think the goalie knew much about it and it ricocheted away to safety in the last five minutes of the half to be fair with this new 4-4-2 Yeovil did improve and they improved in the second half but as I said Wrexham by now were coasting they had a chance 48th minute uh, Nerville who caused problems early on cutting inside into the box, getting a decent chance at a shot and goal, hitting it with real power but a lack of finesse with his left foot. It was going well wide, but both Reed and Quigley, the two strikers, were outside the far post, and if they got a touch, it would have deflected in. I think if Quigley had got a touch, he also would have been offside. But neither of them could make contact, and it flew wide. And after that, Wrexham just kept Yeovil comfortably at arm's length. Wrexham very disciplined, dropping against that defensive shape really quickly when they lost the ball. It was hard to try and catch Wrexham on the counter-attack. And that's, that's very pleasing to me, seeing a team that, that are that well drilled. It's hard to break us down. And it was Wrexham who didn't make many chances, but two of them should have ended in a goal. Firstly, Green, again, he likes to come narrow sometimes. He was driving through the centre. A really good sliding tackle on him. But it knocked the ball in behind Jovel's defence. And on, my, on, my, my, on Mateo, beg your pardon, 
was one-on-one -on -one with the keeper. He probably should have done better. Smith came out but stopped. And Amatayo could have just got round him and, and knocked it in. You would have thought. But instead he chose to, chose to hit it. Drilled it into Smith's chest. But the keeper was stranded on the edge of the area. And the rebound fell back for Green. Green off balance and under pressure. With the keeper having stuck out and uh, uh, 15 yards out. And having to stay there and make himself big. Did really well to manufacture a chance. And hit it as he fell. It beat the keeper. And rather cruelly hit the outside of the post and went behind. Tell you what, Green deserved a goal for that performance today. And then another chance came for Wrexham. And how this didn't go in well this time. I mean, <laughs> Smith persevered with that last one and did well. This one was a sheer genius by the keeper. Green with the corner on the right-hand side, sweeping it under the bar. Pearson's only about three yards out and makes it with a powerful header. Looks like a copy of his, go his goal in the first half. The keeper jumps, again gets up with his arms spread... But it's not just that. He's somehow a point-bank lane with his weight going a bit to the right, flicks up his right hand and manages to palm it over the bar. It's an incredible save. Have a look at the thumbnail on the podcast because it's a wonderful photograph uh, by Gemma Thomas of that exact moment of him with his hand on it, almost almost holding the ball up. Um, it's a brilliant picture. Pearson couldn't believe it. And so many times you just couldn't believe that a Wrexham chance hadn't gone in. But three went in, that was enough. A couple of late changes by Wrexham just to rest uh, players. Davis got a break, Jarvis got a little spell, Ponticelli came on for Angus, but it was all over by then. And a smashing performance by Wrexham against a side that really had to take a good hard look at themselves. The performances, Lainton, rock solid, only had one testing save to make and made it very well. At the back, I mean, the defence was very strong. Defended the penalty area really well, especially in the second half, when we allowed Yeovil to have more of the ball. But we, we dropped back into that shape I mentioned before and just invited them to try and attack our penalty area. And when they did, the back three were completely rock solid. Vassell in the second half was enjoying venturing forward. There was so much space all over Yeovil's uh, defence in both halves, um, even though it was more compact in the second. Vassell quite often enjoying driving forwards and trying to make something happen. And Kelleher and Pearson just rock solid at the back. Pearson got the goal, of course. The wing-backs, Hall Johnson did well, especially early on, just driving on and trying to cause problems, put some good crosses in in the second half, especially with his left foot. On the left-hand side, Green, very similar to his debut. He was a little troubled defensively. Uh, last time it was Ade, who looked very impressive, and this time it was Nerfield early on who, who took him on a few times and was able to get the ball into the box. That is a little matter of concern, although to be fair, they both look like good wingers, so maybe that's just fortunate. Comes up against a couple of players like that. But I tell you what, going forward, Green's got something. He's fast, he's direct, he can beat people, he's got good delivery. He looks interesting. It looks like another interesting piece of scouting by Keats to bring him in because he, he looks like he can, he's a player. In the middle of the pit. Oh, as well, he can deliver set pieces. He put some lovely corners in the second half. In the middle of the pitch, well, Harris was excellent. I mean, Rex just bossed the middle of the pitch, especially in the first half when the game was still alive. Harris winning tackles, playing good balls in behind, completely in control of the game. He, well, it's a great shame that he went off injured. Let's hope he's all right. Alongside him, Young again. Perpetual energy, driving into spaces, driving the team forwards, getting on the end of loose balls. Wrexham were always first to the second balls, and Young was getting on the edge of the box and loosing off shots and teeing players up. Excellent performance by Young, and again, good set-piece delivery. And Davis, well, I mean, a masterclass in the first half by Davis. He was quite quiet in the second, 
Um, but in the first half, he was just he was unplayable. He was playing, prompting, passing balls in, running beyond the strikers, scored that goal. Magnificent performance by Jordan Davis. Up front, Angus again is running and pulling people out of position and running in behind the fence, just turns the fences, troubles them. He's really added an extra dimension to Wrexham going forwards, even when he doesn't score. And, you know, frankly, he would have been very disappointed that he didn't score. That was a defence that was there for the taking. He did have chances, and he'll kick himself. And Amatayo, I suppose, likewise. He will be frustrated. I mean, he had that great chance early on, but the keeper did well save at his feet. He had that great chance one-on-one -on -one in the second half. He also had the one he attacked in front of an open goal and was beaten to. He will be disappointed that he hasn't got another goal. But... His work as a target man was excellent. He caused problems. He won a good fair share of headers. He made the ball stick up front. Great stuff. Rutherford came on, of course, early and ended up having 50 minutes. And he should be applauded because he was, as always, full of energy. Got again to a lot of second balls, drilled things forwards and made some similar runs to Angus, trying to break down the, the behind the centre-backs, which meant that that ball down the line by Hall Johnson or Kelleher was always on. And I thought his energy was impressive. Bands, the other two subs didn't get much time to do anything really. Smashing performance. Chape, Long and I in the commentary both agreed. Probably Luke Young man of the match. Although Davis, obviously, you have to tip a hat to him. He was magnificent. But maybe quietish in the second half, whereas Young was dominant throughout. But there were so many good performances in this. I tell you what, it was a joy to watch if you're a Wrexham fan. It was also interesting because fans weren't quite back but it felt like it wasn't a million miles away. Just before half-time, I suddenly heard people chanting, Wrexham, 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 and realised it was the fans in the turf. Brilliant to hear that, Wrexham fans celebrating at the ground, or just outside it. And the same about a minute before the end of injury time, you could hear them all singing Wrexham home. It was great to hear. Although in some ways, this game was a good advert for not having fans on the ground, because... To be honest, if any poor devil travelled all the way up from Somerset and then after 10 minutes was thinking, I might as well go now, this game's over. Maybe that's a good reason not to have supporters subjected to the sort of suffering their team sometimes put them through. But anyway, swings and roundabouts, Wrexham stay in the playoffs. Wrexham keep that momentum going with the final score of Wrexham 3, Yeovil Town 0. I'm Mark Griffiths from the Wrexham AFC media team. This is the Final Whistle Podcast from the Wrexham AFC media team.